there! Welcome to episode 73 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to was easily one of the most memorable title screen tunes of all time. And time is definitely the right word, because as the magazine ads used to say about the game we're discussing tonight, it's about time. Put on your pendants and step into your friend's totally safe teleporter, because tonight we begin our two-part excursion through the music of Chrono Trigger. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am. Uh, I am also wonderful. I'm. I'm a bit on the tired side. I just got back to work, and I'm not used to waking up at five thirty in the morning after mm. a month of not doing it. So uh, I'm. I'm. I'm a little on the sleepy side, but that's fine. Because uh, not all of the music we're going to listen to tonight is like head bop and headbangers, you know, where it's uh, there's actually just some really nice, pretty tunes we're going to listen to. God, I'm so excited about tonight. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. When we when you made mention of it last week, I thought to myself, oh, man, this is going to be a good old uh, trip down memory lane. Seriously, it's been entirely too long since I played this game. And when I say that, I mean, it's been more than like a year or two. Uh, <laughs> I probably haven't played it since it first came out i play this game as often as i can but it's not i don't have it in a very convenient place right now um like it's not on my super nes classic i can play it on my uh wii u via virtual console but uh you know that's in my basement i really wish i had this on my switch or my super nes classic because i could do that in my living room but i haven't been able to successfully put more games on my super nes classic because i don't know some something's weird but whatever doesn't matter (laughs) I'm so excited about this. This was, we were, you know, we were talking about what are we going to do? How do you follow up the wave back awards? Uh, you got to hit it with something big. Chrono yeah. Trigger is a, uh, is big. And I got to tell you, so we're doing a two parter and, uh, it was hard to, to pick which tracks to skip. Like we didn't, we're not skipping that many, but you know, Chrono Trigger, it's, it's a pretty sizable soundtrack. So, you know, yeah. just in the interest of not making it a three parter and, uh, not having the episodes go too long, it did have to cut some, but I think I, I think I came came across with a pretty good selection of the best of the best here. But blanket statement: all of the music in Chrono Trigger is wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely, couldn't agree more. So let's uh let's get to work, shall we? Because we've got some. Uh, usually we listen to ten tracks, nine or ten tracks, and then throw one in, in for our goodbyes. But we've got eleven for tonight, so uh, let's uh let's go ahead and dive into things just so that we keep things uh. Yeah, so we're not up all night. (laughs) Matt, hit us with some history. Indubitably. Chrono Trigger was originally released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System on August 11th, 1995 here in the United States and March 11th, 1995 in Japan. Chrono Trigger was the result of the best minds in the JRPG development community coming together to form an unholy alliance. Hironobu Sakaguchi of Final Fantasy fame, Yuji Horii, director and creator of the Dragon Quest series, and Akira Toriyama, character designer for Dragon Quest, Blue Dragon, and the creator of Dragon Ball, among others, all came together to create a game that's nothing short of pure magic. Telling an unforgettable story of time travel, teamwork, and avoiding the apocalypse, and featuring some of the sharpest, most creative take on traditional turn-based RPG mechanics, Chrono Trigger is a legend for a reason. It is simply one of the best games ever created. That Unholy Alliance also extended to the music composition department, with the bulk of the soundtrack being composed by Yasunori Mitsuda and Nobuo Uematsu. 
If you don't recognize those names, Yasunori Mitsuda has worked on games from the Inazuma Eleven series, Kid Icarus Uprising, the Smash Brothers series, and this very game's sequel, Chrono Cross, as well as Waveback Awards nominee Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna expansion. Meanwhile, Nobuo Uematsu is just about as legendary as video game composers come, having worked on the first 13 Final Fantasy titles and all sorts of stuff from Rad Racer for NES to The Last Story for the Wii. The Chrono Trigger soundtrack is VGM royalty, and whether you've heard these tracks a million times or you're getting your first taste of them right now, you're just about guaranteed to enjoy yourself tonight. Like I said before, obviously we aren't going to get through this game's entire soundtrack because it's pretty darn large. We have, however, decided to give this game two episodes so we can hit most of the best of what it has to offer. That said, there are no bad tracks in this game, so if you don't hear your favorite, I apologize. And I do say that one of the ones um, that I skipped is the un uh, the the unused song in the game. There was an unused alternate battle theme. Uh, it's just not one of the best songs on the soundtrack. I really wanted to throw it in there, but I couldn't think of a single thing that I wanted to take out to put it in just because it's interesting. Uh, so track it down. You can find it. The stuff's out there and so worth it. <laughs> so Matt, what is your history with Chrono Trigger? Uh, you know, like I said up front, I haven't played the game since it's release in, uh, 95. Um, you know, I didn't own it. Uh, I must have borrowed it from a friend, and um, I tore through it. I loved this game. Actually, I was at a, a house party over the weekend, which is kind of ironic for a 38-year-old person to say I was at a house party. Mm-hmm. But I was at a house party over the weekend talking about the wave back, and um, some friends were giving me some suggestions on what uh, what I should you know, do. And I said, well, you know, perk up because next episode's going to be Chrono Trigger. And that sparked this conversation about how my friend, who shall remain nameless, um, doesn't think Chrono Trigger is the best, you know, game of its style. He said Secret of Mana. And then I proceeded to (laughs) very, um, in a very friendly way, tell him he was completely wrong. Uh, And he did the same for me. And some of the things that really stuck out from that conversation, you know, my, my points were like, you know, I'm a fan of turn-based RPGs, the JRPGs. I love the way that you were able to, you know, do these um, double and triple attacks when everything lined up. I love mm-hmm. the choice in characters. You know, that the uh, Final Fantasy three had the ability to rotate in and out characters in the party, and I thought that was great for this series. It wasn't an overwhelming amount of characters. It was just, I think it was just the right amount of characters. Um, storyline was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, graphics were fantastic. Uh, those were all my points, and um, you know, we agreed to disagree. And uh, well, to be fair, I mean, I mean, if you want to compare uh, Secret of Mana to Chrono Trigger, you're just comparing two different kinds of games. Correct. That that Secret was Secret of Mana is more Legend of Zelda than Chrono Trigger. Like which, these, they're just two different animals. Which is ironic because that's exactly my friends. Um, point of argument was it was so much more like Legend of Zelda but you know I as I pointed out I'm that wasn't the type type of game I was going for this this game Chrono Trigger is definitely right up my alley it's in my wheelhouse it's something I love and then you know it I I would say spoiler alert but the game is you know 
20 plus years old. Yeah, well, I did, before you actually go on with that, I will say yeah. um, that we we did have a, 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 one of our listeners ask if this was going to be a s- relatively spoiler-free episode. Oh. So um, Then never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, I'm going to try to avoid some storyline spoilers. Obviously, there are some things that I need to talk about in order to talk about the placement of the songs in True. this game. But uh, I, w- I won't give away the big one. Really, we're going to have to be... Uh, I'm going to play it kind of fast and loose with spoiler stuff. This is a Super Nintendo game we're talking about. To I, be fair, you won't get any out of me because I really don't remember a lot of this. <laughs> so enough, you're going to yeah. drive this bus. Uh, my history with Chrono Trigger was... Um, so I had never really been into turn-based RPGs. Um, I was... You know, I remember playing the original Final Fantasy and thinking like, nah, I don't like this. Uh, I played Dragon Warrior quite a bit, but again wasn't too crazy about it and it was really uh one of the weird sticking points for me was the whole um random encounters like mm-hmm. i just didn't like how you'd be walking around on a map and then all of a sudden you're in a battle there was no no thing that you could see it's just like mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you're in a battle and you're not just in a battle but you're in a battle somewhere else <laughs> like here's the map this is what the terrain around you looks like but then you get into this battle and you're somewhere else like it's like <laughs> doesn't this- match looks like it's the same kind of scenery but you're just in this place that's not the place where you just were and it's always just bugged me a little bit continuity Um, yeah a little bit it just was (laughs) just was a weird thing to kind of took me out of whatever the game was and i had always been more of a secret of mana legend of zelda kind of guy Uh, i just didn't really find the turn-based they didn't click with me uh i remember when final fantasy 3 was coming out for super nintendo and uh, the commercials for it made it look really fun, and the, the graphics looked great, the sound was great, and I rented it. And again, it was one of those, you know, it was a turn-based thing, like the other Final Fantasies, and I tried to get into it, and it just did not click with me. And again, it was mostly came down to, like, random battles and stuff. It just annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally saw Chrono Trigger from Square and thinking, okay, it's going to be another RPG, but then I saw a video of it, and I was like, wait a minute, it's not like that. You fight in that place and you can see all the bad guys also it looks like dragon ball this is really cool so um i rented it and was completely blown away by it uh you know the 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 sound the story the character designs uh every everything about it i just absolutely fell in love and then i went out and bought a copy and i still have it uh complete in the box with all the maps and all that other jazz because i'd never get rid of anything uh, and I, I'm so happy that I did cause it's, you know, the game's worth a, a chunk of change now, but I played the heck out of this. I, you know, leveled, leveled up all my characters all the way. Uh, I, um, geez, I did every single ending that you can get in the game. Uh, and I've gone back to it many, many times. I, you know, remember when the PlayStation release came out and I was, I, I had a very strange love hate relationship. I couldn't even make it through that one, to be honest with you. Um, because the the cutscenes were what I wanted to see. Those crazy new animated cutscenes that were all gorgeous and whatnot. And then, but the the PlayStation version has these killer loading times, just yeah. crushing between every. You want to load up the menu, and it takes like half a minute. I'm like, wow, this is so terrible. Um, <laughs> and I did play through the DS version, uh, which I thought was very well done. Um, it did add a little extra bit that kind of wrapped up the uh, 
the one big plot line that uh, everyone wanted to know about after mm. Chrono Trigger with uh, with Shala and Magus, and um, I did not care for the way it wrapped that up. So I've just continued to uh, choose that choose to pretend that that doesn't exist <laughs> because uh, I did not like that at all. Um, but yeah, every couple of years, I would just I would just go back and play this one again, play it through to conclusion, and uh, it's been too long since I've played this through to conclusion. I've you know played through the beginning a handful of times. Uh, I've actually was telling my son the story of this game as bedtime stories for a while. I was, we would just lay in bed and I would just <laughs> tell him Chrono Trigger, and he was digging that for a little while. But again, without visual aids, he tends to he tends to get a little bored from time to time. But that's so interesting. I really, really love Chrono Trigger. I love this game so much, and this and this game's music just just melts me. And uh, I'm so so bummed that it has never actually gotten a proper follow up. Um, Radical Dreamers or uh, whatever the heck that weird Super Nintendo uh, BSX to Teleview side story thing was was just. I mean, it was like a text adventure that doesn't really <laughs> certainly doesn't really count, and it also. <laughs> wound up getting mostly absorbed and retold by Chrono Cross, which uh, I think is the game with the biggest uh, gap between quality of uh, the game and the quality of its soundtrack, because Chrono Cross's soundtrack is truly amazing, but I took a week off of work to play Chrono Cross when it came out, and uh, I got almost all the way to the end, and I just never finished it, because I just didn't want to. Mm, I hate it's, when that happens. It's just nowhere near as good as the original Chrono Trigger, uh, which which I, I could go into very, I could go in very deeply about why I think that is the case. But you know, the the biggest thing is that Chrono Trigger just it did it focused itself. You know, it's had these are your characters, these are the stories, mm -hmm. these are the way they interact, these are the things that you can mix up, and it's all focused and it's all complete and it's all wonderful. And Chrono Cross is just like, well, there's 50 playable characters, and they're pretty much interchangeable, and none of it really matters. So, <laughs> to which I say, you missed the point. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I love this game. I love this game so much. Uh, so, I, I uh, want to just do a quick thing before we jump into the actual music to talk about uh, what some people have said in the Waveback Facebook forums over yes. on the over on Facebook. We got a bunch of comments when I posted that we were doing a, um, we're doing uh, the uh, Chrono Trigger soundtrack. Uh, we had Matt Flamger said, "Can I cheat and say all of it?" When I asked what uh, our everyone's favorite tracks in the games are, uh, to which I said, "No, I demand answers." And he said, "Okay, if you're gonna make me pick, Shala's theme, Quarters of Time, Derelict Factory, the whole soundtrack is out soundtrack is outstanding, and it's difficult to pick out just a few of my favorites." Um, you're oh, not alone, Matt. Crisis. Yeah, you're not alone. Uh, Beautiful, wonderful, amazing soundtrack. Huzzah. Uh, Matt Much, my, uh, the, the wonderful Matt Much, wrote uh, Guardian Millennial Fair, Wind Scene, Frog's Theme, because I rarely get very far in games. <laughs> Which uh, is, he's yeah. also not alone there, too, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, good company. Oh, man. <clears throat> Angel corrected me on how to say his name. So I'm just going to call him Angel because <laughs> I almost, I don't remember. But uh, after the last Sorry, time I, I butchered a part of his name, he corrected me. Uh, but he put Too Far Away Times. And don't you worry, Angel, that's going to be in the second part episode because Too Far Away Times is amazing. Uh, Carlito Zan, we got Secret of the Forest. Might be my favorite VGM track of all time. Whoa. A stellar soundtrack that I feel lives up to the hype. Um, 
I agree. It is a stellar soundtrack that definitely lives up to the hype. Uh, Secret of the Forest is an outstanding, uh, outstanding uh, tune. I don't know if I'd say favorite of all time, but I respect that decision because it is a, it is a it's gorgeous... his favorite, not your favorite. True. It is a gorgeous <laughs> track, and it is also, I think, an underrated track. Uh, Jonathan Robert, who has been on this show before, has re- responded, mm-hmm. OMG, yes. <laughs> In typical Agreed. Jonathan, Jonathan fashion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got Aaron Hickman, who said, that little jingle that plays when you encounter a mysterious lock spooked me as a kid. Mm. I totally agree with you. I love that little jingle. I'm going to play it right now. Uh, that little jingle. Uh, spooked? <laughs> spooked me too, man. Spooked me too. Fredo! Fredo Alvarez, my good friend Fredo. Hey! Uh, Tiger Driver 91. Good, good guy. Love me some Fredo. He said, uh, Guardia Castle is my favorite. That's, that's an interesting choice. Uh, but Peaceful Days fills me with an unusual feeling of nostalgia. Looking forward to this one. Ah, uh, Peaceful Days. I can see that. I can definitely see that. I have a, a mix of uh, music that calms me down, and uh, Peaceful Days is on that. So aptly titled. Yes, indeed. Uh, Sean Hayes, he, uh, a gentleman uh, from the Whip Around podcast, also writer at geekade.com of Sean Solo, a uh, really fun series. He wrote Frog's Theme and Robo's Theme are just so damned great. The rest is very, very good, but those hit me with extra joy. I really liked hearing somebody else say something about Robo's Theme. Everybody mentions Frog's Theme, but Robo's Theme was one of those ones that really got me as a kid. Uh, and then we got Gabriel Mara says memories of green, like sends me spiraling back in time to my childhood memories of green. That's a, that's a great feeling. I, I like that when you hear something and you instantaneously get transported back to a very specific time and place. Absolutely. Music's very good. S- smell and music is very good for that, but we'll talk about music. We will. Uh, and, and finally, Jamie Hill uh, posted, the, is this a spoiler-free episode? Keep in mind you have listeners who were born in the 90s and haven't gotten the chance to play this masterpiece. Jamie, we're going to try just for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I could promise you something, but I can't. Yeah. I can All promise the- you that I won't spoil anything because I don't remember it. This is going to be a refresher <laughs> course for me. me. All right. Well, All the hate mail to- goes directly to Chris. As it, as it always does. As it always does. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, let's get to work, shall we? Yes, sir. All right, the first track of the night uh, is the very creatively named Chrono Trigger. Whoa. Uh, this is essentially the game's theme. Uh, this also kind of doubles as Chrono's theme in the game. You know, when Chrono's going to do something cool, this is the music that comes on. <laughs> uh, this is also the, the whole intro. You know, you let the game sit for a minute, and um, you get this wonderful attract mode thing that kind of goes through some cool looking stuff throughout the course of the game and well this is the music that plays uh it is a a darned wonderful piece of music and uh well it's we're gonna listen to it unless i say otherwise the music all the songs that we'll be listening to uh will in fact be uh, you just assume that they are by yasunori mitsuda uh because yasunori mitsuda wrote the majority of the chrono trigger soundtrack so um there, there are a couple of tracks that will be by Uematsu, and there's actually one track by uh, another composer, which we'll get to when we come across it. But so everything else here is by Yasunori Mitsuda. So here we go. Here is the first track of the evening, Chrono Trigger from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was Chrono Trigger from Chrono Trigger. By Chrono Trigger. No, I'm sorry. By Chrono Trigger. <laughs> We're just going to trigger all the Chronos. <laughs> uh. <sighs> yeah. That snare drum sound. What a great, great um, sample. Snare drum sample. Sounds like a real snare drum, man. There's... <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know where to begin on talking about how good the actual composition is, because it's like mind-blowingly good. So let's talk snare drums, shall we? What a great sample. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we, we we chose Chrono Trigger for its you know amazing soundtrack. So all the tracks mm-hmm. are going to be good, really. Um, no, I agree with you. the uh, The snare it it legit sounds like um that kind of timpani like uh, marching roll. Yeah. Uh, you know the the sound it's going for like it sounds recorded as opposed to like sampled and played over and over. And speaking of timpani, also some very fine sounding timpani in this. Agreed. And really, that just kind of goes to the general orchestrated nature of this song. You know, uh, obviously, Final Fantasy VI did a lot of this before. You know, a lot of just amazing. This sounds like an orchestra is playing this music. Mm-hmm. Music coming out of a Super Nintendo, but you know, for me personally, I didn't play a lot of Final Fantasy VI because I didn't immediately, you know, love the game. I eventually went back after Chrono Trigger because Chrono Trigger kind of opened me up to turn-based RPGs. After I just fell in love with this game, I then went back and replayed some of the turn-based stuff that I missed out on because I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, eventually, you know, loved Mario RPG and I loved Final Fantasy three slash six. Mario RPG. I went back and messed around with the original Dragon Warrior and got way farther than I ever did before. Still think the original Final Fantasy is pretty boring, but I was into turn-based RPGs to an extent after Chrono Trigger. Um, and uh, But you know, this was the first time I had heard this kind of composition coming out of a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know, I think back to stuff like Super Castlevania IV uh, or even uh, Super Goals and Ghosts that has some really, really amazing sounding uh, orchestral kinds of things, but... Um, this was just a different level, man. This <laughs> this was a whole. This sounds like a, a a movie score. It's just an amazing piece of very classical sounding music, and I loves it. <laughs> I think um, it's a testament to the style of music to the JRPG soundtracks. This mm-hmm. track in particular is kind of um, indicative of those soundtracks. These big, sweeping, sprawling uh, pieces of orchestral composition, you know, and they. They give you, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say they give me, I don't, I don't want to put this on anyone, but I think a lot will agree. They give me this uh, sense of grandiose, like this is going to be a big mission. You know how like in- um, A very sweeping adventure. Right. Epic, if you will. You know, you're going to get swept up in it all of a sudden, you know, just the way some of the games start, you go from, like you do the, uh, the hero's journey, or, you know, you're mm-hmm. just a regular guy or girl you know, mundane, and then something happens, and all of a sudden you're tossed into this, you know, whole maelstrom of, of uh, adventure. And the music accompanying it is, is parallel. It's just, it's just amplifying it that much more. It's making it that much bigger, that much more sweeping, that much more epic. And this, you know, the introduction to the game right here, Chrono Trigger, the mm-hmm. song, you know, it, it gives you everything you need right up front. You know, exactly. It just it really sets the stage flawlessly. And I used to always love watching, you know, just letting the screen sit there for a minute to see what kind of cool things they would show off. And 
Square did that really well back in the day. And uh, this Chrono Trigger intro is still burned into my brain. And, and this music was just such a big part of really getting me amped for playing this game. But also, now we, we listened to... Uh, we didn't really listen to together, but a premonition that was what played over the, you know, as the show started, um, it's three notes and a bunch of ticking, but, uh, it's those yeah. three notes also helped really set the stage because it was like, it was very mysterious. Um, and also very, just, just kind of classy. And then you go to this whole big colorful thing, uh, this, this whole intro, that's just very big and sweeping following that very, uh, you know, very, cool and reserved kind of thing and that really just uh sums up this game in a nutshell it's uh it is at it is both incredibly big and sweeping and bombastic but also at the same time very small and personal um, yes it does both of those things extremely well which i think is what makes it as legendary as it is um so yeah it's not it's not too big that it gets away from you you talked about um the second in the series chrono uh, cross Chrono Cross, thank you. That you get fifty playable characters, they're fairly interchangeable, and it's just you know, so big a game, it's impersonal. And I, exactly. And I, I agree with you. That's exactly I think why this game stuck with so many people. It felt like their own little they had they owned a corner of Chrono Trigger, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, you know, there weren't a lot of games that I think achieved this level of just really connecting to the story, at least for me personally. Um, I know when I eventually went back and played Final Fantasy three slash six, it had uh, it 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 grabbed me in some similar ways, but not quite the same way as uh, Chrono Trigger because you know there's just something about the whole Akira Toriyama uh, aspect of it that just kind of grabbed me a little bit. It, it's more my style. Uh, and it's just such so classically told, and oh God, I love this game. I want to be playing <laughs> it right now. Um, all right, let us move on to the next track, uh, and that is "Peaceful Days." Um, this is a this is the, pretty much how the game starts. You know, uh, you, you start off your game, and you get you know you hear Lean's bell, and you hear um, the, some seagulls and whatnot, some ocean sounds. Uh, then there's a little ditty that plays uh, as your mom's waking you up and telling you to wake up and get out of bed. And then uh, this song kind of fades in. And this is just kind of the, the song for your hometown, uh, which is it, it's like somebody wrote a song that is nostalgia. <laughs> so uh, let us uh, sit back and enjoy the wonderful, wonderful tones of Peaceful Days from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy.
was Peaceful Days from Chrono Trigger. And uh, I was uh, at peace <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> just sat back in my chair, closed my eyes, and almost fell asleep. And I mean that in the best way possible, because this song just, just puts me at ease. Particularly the, the beginning. Like, the way this track starts, the very... Um, I don't know what is that music they the, the whatever plucking string instrument they've got going on for the da, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 it's it's not a harp it's like um it's not a guitar either it's it's something I don't know but it's beautiful it's this this whole song is just freaking gorgeous man it's uh, all the you know the right strings the you know whistle flute whatever lead uh, is just <sighs> I don't even know what to say. It's like, it's mean, just, this one's kind of weird for me because a lot of the times we do these episodes and it's like some song I haven't heard in a while. And like, this has never left my rotation. I was listening to this the other day. Like this is this, this song has just been in rotation for me. So it's, it's just there. It's been a part of my life since this game came out and uh, it is truly wonderful. Uh, what I was going to say about what you just said about like not really having the words or anything to say about it. I mean, you know, we do talk, you know, at great lengths about some stuff because some stuff requires it. Uh, a song like this really doesn't. Um, I definitely, you, you said it best when you said they wrote a theme song for your hometown. <laughs> and it, and not in the way like, you know, I, I was born and raised in the Bronx. This doesn't work for me, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have hip hop. But uh, <laughs> but I'm certain in some degrees, on some days, sitting in wherever your apartment is in sure. the summer with the window open. Yes. That it's that feeling. It's it. This is it's not just hometown. This is the theme song for nice weather window open sitting in your room. That's what this is. You are absolutely correct. Um. And then that's where I was going with that is like, it's just um, whoever said it takes them right back to that specific place in time. That's where it takes me personally, my childhood room, the windows open in the summertime, the, the, the what do we have? Sheer curtains, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of wafting with the breeze. Yeah. And even the song itself, if you don't have that memory. The song itself puts that memory in your head. It gives you a, it gives you a false memory. <laughs> but that's the sound of summer day. That's window the sound open. of peace. It's yeah. It's it's wonderful. It's it's like my Clint Eastwood old man dream to be like on a porch sipping whiskey with my feet up with a nice summer breeze, <laughs> yelling at kids to get off your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kids get off my lawn. I made a whole movie out of that. It's great. <laughs> All right, now uh, let's go from peace to fun. Um, if you <laughs> if you wanted to personify fun in song form, it would be our next track, which is Guardian Millennial Fair. Uh, your mom wakes you up and says that your pal Luca has been um, working on her new invention, and she's showing it off over at the Millennial Fair in town. And so you uh, you head into town, and you get to... You get to this song, and uh, I think this was where I fell in love with this game. Um, there's a, a tiny, tiny voice sample in this in this song, and I'm pretty sure that when I heard that little tiny voice sample, that huh, that you're gonna hear, was exactly when I fell in love with this game. Just like mm. that's it. It's 
it's all over. This is it for me. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to the unbridled joy and just sheer perfection of Guardia Millennial Fair from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy. have guardia millennial fair again from chrono trigger uh and it is um that music just it just dances you know <laughs> every piece of it just dances you like literally and figuratively yeah it's um it's it is it, it's it's very peaceful but at the same like it's it's peaceful party it's uh it's uh <laughs> it's peaceful dancing it's like that that baseline carrying it through the whole thing yeah um, but also just the it, for the first chunk of it where you've you've always got that piano almost toy piano kind of sound like da, 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 da. 
just kind of keep a keeps that thing going throughout the the whole song just it, it continuously drives it um and what's what's wonderful about this is that it's one of those things that in a lesser game would have been shorter it wouldn't have gone as far as it did mm-hmm. um but then you've got that part where everything drops out except for that kind of toy pianoish sound um where it's just that it goes to that very very slowish pretty part and then it goes right back into the partying and the dancing and again that huh sound, you know that that little like uh just like there's a dance going on somewhere and there is quite literally a dance going on in the millennial fair uh up in the corner but it's the weird uh you know Jurassic dance or whatever the heck it was called that made no sense to me but uh, <laughs> that was happening in 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 the fair and yeah this whole fair is just wonderful there's balloons and there's merchants and there's races and there's you know soda to drink and lunches to steal and all kinds of uh fun things going on including a giant robot named Gato that has a boxing glove in his stomach so weird but so awesome um there's a great sound effect when you get punched by him yeah the very very metal prong sound effect it's a, it's pretty great um but this 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 song is just amazing. It's it just makes me so happy. Uh, I'm a sucker for rhythmic clapping in music. <laughs> so that track there uh, has it. You know, it's it's sparse like the huh. But mm-hmm. when when that clapping comes in, I get like <laughs> I just smile. I'm like ah, this is perfect. <laughs> it this the song itself reminds me of. You know, what you'd see in a movie is like a they would do some kind of uh, medieval festival or the town yes, folk yes, have come yes. together around a maypole or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, uh, floral wreaths in the girl's hair. And, you know, it's it's perfect for the concept of a town festival. You know, it's it's just a perfect piece of music and yeah one of my favorite parts is in fact that bass line it's just mm-hmm. so effortless and it just sits nice and it it has this little sway to it so mm-hmm. i can't help but listen to the song and kind of just rock back and forth a little bit it's it's a good it's a good it's a it's like the way grass sways in that gentle summer's breeze <laughs> i think i just referenced a uh, feminine hygiene product i'm sorry <laughs> well <laughs> Feminine hygiene is important. I agree. So is masculine. <laughs> male hygiene, excuse me. All hygiene is important. There we go. <laughs> Brush your teeth, kids. This got off the rails quick. <laughs> All right, so um, this next track um, is just a... Uh, this is essentially map screen music, um, and it is gorgeous. It is um, happens after your first bout of time travel, if memory serves me right, which I think it does. Um, I'm going to say it does. This is uh, when you when you first jump through the time portal that happens, because, again, this is the very beginning of the game, so I'm not worried too much about spoilers. Your uh, your friend Luca in what, what is this? Uh, you know, Sixteen hundred or something. Like, it's a medieval time period. This yeah. does not this does not take place on Earth. <laughs> it like it does. It's Earth, but it's, it's there's this is not our planet right. um, or our still, timeline. Or our timeline, but still, you've got this very medieval situation. Now you did encounter a giant robot, but it's you know one of those very like steampunkish kind of robot situations. So even that you can kind of sort of buy. But when you get to Luca's invention, which happens to be a teleportation pod, you're like, wow, uh, this seems a little out of place. <laughs> 
Uh, and 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 you know, surprise, it, things go afoul when um this strange girl you met in the uh the fair calls herself Marl. Uh, she steps in and volunteers. Her pendant starts glowing. A time portal opens up and she disappears. So what do you do? You jump at the time portal after her because you're Chrono and you that's know, what Chrono does. That's right. That's what heroes do. And you wake mm-hmm. up in um uh the past, and I believe this is where this music plays. Uh, and it is a wonderful, beautiful, orchestrated piece of music that we are just going to sit back and enjoy now. So this is Wind Scene from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy. scene again from chrono trigger and uh one of the i think one of my favorite things about this track is uh 
how um, it kind of halfway through it goes into all that higher stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when it loops and the really deep bass strings come back in, it's really, really effective. Just it just fills everything. You don't even realize that the music has stopped being as full uh, as the as as the the tone of everything just keeps getting higher and higher until it loops back around and those deep bass strings come back and you're like, wow. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I I have to agree. I actually, uh, I kind of got, no pun intended, swept up into the, the track. Um, and absolutely you, you get into that, the, the higher register dynamic portion of the song. And then all of a sudden it sweeps back in to its original melody. And the first thing I thought was, wow, it almost felt like they took, two completely different songs and put them together and it worked so perfectly you know Mm -hmm. it's beautiful i like the 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 plucking of the violins it gives it a very haunting but not haunting uh sound to it like a it gives it a level of uh what's the word i'm looking for like almost loneliness like solitude kind of yes 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 that's exactly it um and and I was just looking up screen uh, grabs and stuff just to kind of familiarize. I absolutely love the way uh, the towns look as you're traversing the map. Oh, yeah, yeah. Graphically, they just, they look, aesthetically for me, they just look great. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. drawn to that aesthetic. And um, <clears throat> just looking at the, the picture, I heard the music. Uh, not only because I was physically playing it, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I know what you mean. Funny you how that happens. Head, yeah. But uh, if I had seen it some other day, some other time, this is one of those songs from the game that actually um, has stuck with me over the years. Very few things. I have, a, I have a terrible memory. There's a lot crammed into my head. It's like a Homer Simpson thing. Like something new comes in, something falls out <laughs> of my head. Um, but this is one of the things that kind of was, you know, in the back somewhere. And the minute I heard this, I said, oh, I remember this song. Uh, definitely one of my favorites in this game. Of, you know, many songs that are just amazing, but one that sticks with me. Yeah, this is also one of the most memorable songs, you know, for me in this game. Because, again, it was, it was, it's not the kind of music that I heard too often in games. You know, it's just, it with the very plucky strings and the kind of, you know, level of loneliness to it, just in something this colorful. And I guess it, it could just be, you know, the lack of this kind of game that I had played, but also... It just, it was something this classical, I hadn't heard much in video games before. And it was very striking because you get there and you're alone. You know, you, you get to the fair and you're going to see your pal Luca and you meet uh, this moral girl. And then all of a sudden you go through this portal that you don't know where it's taking you. And you're in this place that looks familiar, but also isn't like you haven't figured out that you've traveled back in time. Like Chrono doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And so it gets across that feeling of loneliness and there's a lot of loneliness in this time period, you know, especially when you, you know, you meet frog and, and everything like that. Um, so the, the, the song is very, it's just completely perfect for where it's being used in this game, um, on a number of levels, but even just taken completely out of the game, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of music. And, and I love it. (laughs) So uh, let's let's turn a corner here uh, and head over something that is a little bit more uh, upbeat and uh, most most triumphant, I must say, to to channel my inner Bill and Ted. Nice. Um, this is Luca's theme, uh, where the, the the track is just called Luca from the the version of the soundtrack that I have, 
uh, every main character, every you know, every playable character in this game has their own theme song. Uh, and this is this is Luca's. It is the most uh, innately triumphant and victorious sounding. So much so that they wound up using it as the victory theme in Chrono Cross. Um, just a, a slightly different version of it. So uh, it's it's a great tune. So let's listen to it. Here is Luca from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy. have luca from chrono trigger and uh well how does that how does that one make you feel matt uh like i just won a jrpg round of fighting <laughs> right <laughs> it's a uh, it's pretty it's it is definitely pretty great for that it's just this will always remind me of luca like playing with her glasses <laughs> oh yeah they made like, the animation that she always adjusted her glasses yeah yeah it's just like whenever she figures something out she adjusts her glasses and like yeah that's that's what this song always reminds me of it's just such it's such classical JRPG music. It, it's, that like that like really vigorous bass line. Yeah. Boom 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 boom. Yeah, know. it's it's going all octaves all over the place, and it's just uh, there's a little, little disco beat kind of the hi hat. You know. Uh, yeah, work. exactly. It's just got this kind of like pseudo cross between rock and roll and classical music going on, um, which mm, is I, I can think see very very indicative of this era of music and it is uh it is wonderful but again you know just like uh it's like peaceful days i don't have a ton to say about it other than it's like yep this song is uh this song is wonderful it's simply wonderful i mean it's a, it's a short loop really mm-hmm. um and it's it's fairly straight to the point you know we with the with the song entitled chrono trigger that as you've said was chrono chrono's theme mm-hmm. i mean that's a more sweeping song because it kind of does it's it's playing two roles. This is a more straightforward uh, song for a character. So yeah, there's not too much to talk about there. I mean, you talk about composition, you talk about the samples, you know. But um, yeah, not much. It's good. Say. It's trumpety. It's colorful. It's 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 happy. It's uh, it's it's just delightful. <laughs> All right, it is time for the song that you have heard more than any other song in this game. If mm-hmm. you've played through Chrono Trigger. And it's the battle music. There's there's no getting around it. It's some of the best darn battle music in any RPG ever. Uh, this is a great tune, and and it's such a good thing it is, because if your battle music, the one that you hear for pretty much every fight in the game, sucks, yeah. then uh, it's going to make this experience a lot worse. Fortunately, yeah, real tough going. this is a fantastic tune. So strap in for Battle 1 from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy.
there is your battle music from Chrono Trigger, a song that if you've played this game, you are intimately familiar with. Um, <laughs> here's something that I love about this track in particular for the two of us. There are things that we have agreed on that, particularly in Super Nintendo soundtracks, we like quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, it's great bass lines, yep. it's great drums, yep. and cool stereo effects. Yep. And this song basically is just those three things. <laughs> It is check, drums, check, a bass check. line, and then that cool stereo thing going on, and like a little bit of other stuff. But that's that's what this song is. It's just yeah. here's these great things, and we're gonna put them together, and it's gonna be mathematically wonderful. And uh, <laughs> enjoy. It's it's just so good. It hits everything right. You know, like I think of some of my other favorite RPG battle music, and it's like uh, you know, obviously Final Fantasy VII. Um, because wow, because Final uh, Fantasy Seven, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Final Fantasy Seven, that was a Uematsu, uh, Nobu Uematsu, not Fred Uematsu. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with his brother Steve. <laughs> um, but uh, and and also you think of something like uh, uh, Super Mario RPGs, which yeah. is like a super fun boppy battle music because that game is ultimately way more lighthearted than this one. Yes, uh, this is tonally perfect for all battles, even like you know. You, your your BS battles like you come back later in the game at level ninety nine and an imp jumps out of the out of the woods and you're just like, well, how am I gonna kill this thing? Let's yeah. see, what move can I do? Scrolling down the, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pull out a, a triple tech on this uh this imp that has twelve hit points. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if I can let's see if I can do nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage to him. And I did. That was awesome because there's no kill like overkill. Uh, <laughs> It works in all those situations. It's just the right level of intense. Uh, it's got just the right level of, of action and uh, movement to it. It's it's perfect. I love uh, it. Couldn't agree more. Uh, one of the things that kind of popped into my brain while listening to that was uh, uh, Phil Collin and uh, Phil Collins, excuse me, and Peter Gabriel. And it's because of that little twinkly sound effect. For some reason, it reminded uh -huh. me of like a lot of. Um, the way Peter Gabriel would approach, you know, creating music. And it reminded me of some of the more um, uh, music that Phil Collins and even Genesis to some extent created in the eighties. But I, I don't know why it's very strange. And I think it's all, it, it's, it's all to that one twinkling sound effect. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, just something that popped in my head very randomly, you know, now at like near 40, having listened to like, you know, so much music, not in video game music, but so much music. And now I sit back and I wonder, you know, where these guys' influences on these composers, um, I, you know, why the heck not? But just a very random, uh, very random thought I had. That is a, that is a random thought, but I like it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, good times. Uh, now things get more intense. Now we head into boss battle one music. Um, there's a couple of boss battle uh, tunes in this game, and I think I only used this one uh, just because I find this one to be a bit more um, interesting than the other one. Uh, they're both great. Obviously, they're all great. But this one, this one's this one's the one that sticks out in my head. When I think of all like the best boss battles in this game, uh, this is the one that's just like, yeah, yeah, this music right here gets you ready, to, gets you pumped, gets you ready to go. Like, because it's just that one step further from the regular battle music. That's just like, okay, now, now things have. S has gotten real. <laughs> Poop has gotten real. I don't like to curse on this show. 
So uh, Boss Battle 1, uh, which is uh, what we're about to listen to, is our first song of the night that's not done by uh, Mitsuda. This track was done by Noriko Matsueda, uh, and she is a composer known for her work on the Front Mission series, The Bouncer, Final Fantasy X-2, or X-2, or whatever the heck you want to call it, because Square names, names their stuff weird. Uh <laughs> And it's it, it's it, what's what's cool when you get a soundtrack like this that has multiple composers, you can wind up with something like Rocket Knight Adventures, where it's all wonderful music that doesn't necessarily fit together. Or you get something like this, where if you didn't tell me, I never would have known it wasn't by the same composers. Uh, so it's just a it's it's just darn cool. And Noriko Noriko Matsueda did a wonderful job of it. So uh, let us dive in to Boss Battle One from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy. boss battle music and i will say that that track will always forever very specifically remind me of the uh the security robot you fight in the future that was the f- one of the earliest bosses in the game and like the first one i got kind of stuck on because i was not good at this kind of game yet <laughs> and uh boy that's that's the one that always comes to my head when i listen to this just yep that one right there that is that is the music that is a very specific memory. You must have been hung up on that for a while. I mean, I was hung up on this whole game for a while. It's, just, I rem- it's, it's not that I would die a lot against him. It's just that the battle itself wound up taking so long because I just wasn't good at thinking like this yet. And then right. it got to the point like, oh, kill those stupid things on the outside first. That makes all the sense. Because <laughs> I'm all just like, no, nah, I'll keep smacking the big guy, right? Who cares about his arms? I'm going to keep killing him. And then I'm like, oh, wait a second. No, you take out the... Ar- yeah, that makes way more sense. I'm <laughs> smart. SMRT. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, ta- start start talking. <laughs> get get, get the, to it. Not the oddest request I've ever had on the show. But, um, uh, you know... 
we did an episode about uh, boss battle music, right? We did. No, no, we did not. We should. Oh. <laughs> mm. Well, we did a category on boss battle music. That's right. Well, no, not for the the awards, but uh, I I know I've brought boss battle music to the table a handful Absolutely, of times. Yeah. Uh, and. This is another one that's really no exception to great boss battle music. I mean, we heard Battle 1, great battle music. But boss battle music, um, when it comes to fighting bosses, I feel like I'm, not, I'm, I'm in the majority where it, it, the music should be a little more. You're, you're not just fighting a little crony or a henchman or, or anything. You're fighting some big old baddie, and there needs to be a little bit more, like... Just because the, the enemy's bigger on screen physically doesn't necessarily make him a boss. You give me this music that tells me he's a boss, and I'm like, oh, this guy's a boss. I have to treat him a little differently. Not with more respect or anything, but, you know, <laughs> just we're going to have to plan a little bit better. Like, like you were just saying with this uh, security robot, there's, uh, there's a little more to it than just whacking him in the head or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and it's great. Uh, it's... The, it's a very like it's almost like a punk track where like the bass line is doom, 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 and the drums are kind of going with it. Yeah, and, and then it breaks in with its little like synth horn. You know, mm-hmm. it it's it's great music. I I I could probably listen to about a half hour to forty five minutes of that on loop and not. And I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I believe that. I have spent some time on bosses in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing that was great about this game, too. It wasn't easy. I mean, not a lot of Super Nintendo games were easy, but this wasn't easy. Uh, how do I say it? This was a hard game, but not hard enough to, like, throw your controller against a wall. You know? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just challenging enough where you're like, oh, all right, I got him this time. You know, you might fail two or three times before you get that success. and And that's another thing I think that made the game you know for me made it great was there was enough challenge where because i i personally get a little too um complacent and i'm like yeah i'm, I'm level 25 i'm level 50 I'm, i'll be fine mm-hmm. and then i kind of autopilot you know just button mash to get through the fight or whatever sometimes and uh you know this this is a game that i think uh for the first time as a as a gamer um like you said you weren't thinking that way yet I had to change the way I did uh, approach, you know, games like this. And that was fun. It was, it was nice, a nice change of pace. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and, and just getting back to the song itself, just thinking about the, uh, I, I think this is one of the first times you hear kind of a, uh, an electric guitar sound in this game. Mm. You know, you've got that, that very like, like that's going on in the background, that kind of electric guitar power chord thing going on in the background. Oh, the microphone. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> it had I lost enough. The my it had enough. It it did have enough. It was like I'm out of here. You're full of it. Move <laughs> on to the next song. <laughs> Shut up, microphone. It's my show. <laughs> For the record, Chris just yelled at his microphone. That's right, I did. I'll do it again if you're not careful. Teach who's boss. Boss battle music. All right, I think You're welcome. I, I, I think we need to move on now, or I'm just gonna say more stupid things. Fair. So let us move on to the next track. Uh, 
which is far less energetic, but still uh, an extremely memorable song from this game, mm-hmm. uh, which is Silent Light. Uh, so let's just go ahead and listen to it first, and then we'll discuss it afterwards. So here is Silent Light. Enjoy. have silent light uh possibly one of the most peaceful songs we've ever listened to uh i peaceful is maybe the wrong word because this song is very uh has some very just kind of mysterious and vaguely sinister undertones to it absolutely uh, which is one of the reasons i picked it because it's we have we don't usually listen to this much you know slower lighter music on this show but uh when it's warranted it sure is warranted because uh and how and how what a masterpiece that that song is oh absolutely mm. um i don't remember the placement of that song and i hope this doesn't warrant a spoiler but spoiler alert uh where where's this this piece in the game now uh i think the first time you encounter it cuz you do encounter it several times uh, right. but i believe the first time you encounter it is in the uh the church uh when you're trying okay. to save the queen Yes, right. It's um, yeah. It's it's a beautiful piece of music. Uh, like you said just a moment ago, we don't normally do too much of the slower stuff. You know, those pieces come along when we do like our winter special or maybe even the Halloween uh, spooky special. Um, but in a in a game like this, um, where the gameplay is fairly dynamic, you have uh, you know, bouts of fighting where you're out exploring the world. You have uh, portions of storyline where you're 
doing dialogue and, and you know, uh, talking to innkeepers and, you know, everyone else. Um, so when you got a game kind of as dynamic as this, especially back, you know, in 95, um, it's like, it may just make sense to me to have uh, music just as dynamic. So to go from uh, the boss battle music and then to, ha- to listen to uh, that piece there is just a testament of, of the dynamics of the game, of the soundtrack, and how well it handles the two different atmospheres. I, I, I agree. And um, just to kind of put in my own two cents about this, uh, this particular track is, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's the mystery. It's uh, that mm-hmm. kind of just vaguely off-putting nature to it. And I don't think there's a, a, a point in the game where you hear this song before the, before the cathedral. Um, but it's like it's you, you open up the trap door, you've met Frog, and you're trying to save the queen, and you're, um, you're just in this kind of underground church scene, and, and there's all these like demons fighting you. But it's, it's also got this weird playful nature to it with the demons, especially when you go into the room where they're like, take off those human suits, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know this. And the, every time this song resurfaces, it's, it's always a, pl- it's, it's always a, a pleasure. It's got a really, really good piano sound. Um, oh, absolutely. That's, I think that's probably my favorite part. The sparse piano. I mm-hmm. think that's where it gives a bit of mystery. Uh, almost Phantom of the Opera esque. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely, definitely a great, maybe even for me, maybe even the highlight, I think like the standout portion of the track is that piano. Yeah, it's 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 gorgeous. And also, I totally forgot to mention before, this is uh the only Nobuo Uematsu track of the night. Well, there you go. Which uh, you know, again, it fits in with the overall tone of this game like like a glove, but at the same time knowing that it's an Uematsu song, you're like, yeah, I can I, I hear that. Well, are you ready to move on to the next track, sir? I mean, I'm always ready to hear more great music. Well then strap yourself in. <laughs> oh, I'm already strapped in. Do I have to do it again? Yes, again. Oh, all right. I'm going to need a couple minutes then. Actually, you know what? Don't strap yourself in because this isn't another exciting one. You're not going to get up and dance to this one, but you are <laughs> going to be enthralled because this is the stunningly gorgeous Secret of the Forest. So let's give it a listen. Enjoy. Thank you. 
dynamic track huh oh absolutely it's like it's like three different songs all kind of melded together into one yeah one uh, of the, one of the things i was thinking about that was uh unlike the other track where i said I, I felt like there were two songs that they just kind of put together and it just fit perfectly there was a point at which i heard the the loop kind of come back and i went huh that's a little jarring but then i really kind of like listened again and i kind of heard where they use the kind of uh, i guess the I guess the bass portion of the song to kind of be the central theme to kind of mm-hmm. keep everything together, and I thought that was, I thought that was good. But I mean, I th- I think even more so than uh, "Peaceful Days," I actually felt like that track was a little more peaceful. I don't, yeah, this well, I mean, it, it's definitely. I, I don't know if, for me at least it makes me feel like like that puts me at ease for some weird reason. Yeah, see that one I've always felt uh was more mysterious. So it it, it always kind of put me ever so slightly on edge because it's like okay, but what's around that corner? Like mm. it's very like everything is quiet, a little too quiet. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It's raff. Yeah, a little too raff. <laughs> uh so so that was this song is is gorgeous and calming, but it's also like has that kind of mysterious edge to it. So uh, it, it's always kind of done that for me, but it's also the loop. It doesn't have the, the smoothest loop in the game, but it's also not something you're likely going to hear loop that often. Um, this wasn't a song. I, I, I didn't, I never spent a long enough time in uh, woods areas like this to hear this loop very often mm-hmm. uh, in the game. So it's not something it's one of those songs that I don't really remember hearing all the way through until I had, you know, listened to it as a soundtrack, you know, back when I was holding thing, you know, plugging my, uh, the AV cables from my super Nintendo into my old stereo system to record the music that way uh, and listen to it on my, uh, my tape deck at school. Um, 
this was you know when I put in these songs to like let them go through and hear that extra little little bit part there towards the end of it uh actually hearing the loop wasn't something i did in the game naturally on its own until i had you know stopped and just listened to the music so um yeah (laughs) (laughs) there you go there's that there's that uh i said those those words and they came out of my mouth so and i'm sticking to them yeah all right, uh, we've got uh, two tracks left before we uh, we get the heck out of here, and they're both extremely upbeat and happy, which uh, makes me extremely upbeat and happy. Yeah, right. Uh, good, good way to go. God, especially this next one. Um, uh, it's another one that's kind of been in my regular rotation for for decades, or however the heck long it's been since this game came out, and boy, it's just a it reminds me of some of the some of my favorite points in this game uh is where this music uh shows up this this track is called delightful specchio um and uh it's it's one of the most joyful tunes in the game so uh let's listen to it here you go enjoy Uh, delightful Specchio. Um, 
possibly the most playful tune in the uh, entire Chrono Trigger soundtrack, and one that consistently brings uh, warm fuzzies to my cold pricklies. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make that a t-shirt? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love this song so much. Uh, it's it's such a. It doesn't come up all that often when you're in real danger, you know. Uh, it, you know the the track is called "Delightful Specchio," though you do hear it before you meet Specchio in the game. Uh, in that church scene, you walk into this room and there's all these monsters who think you're also monsters, so you're in no danger. Uh, they just think you're wearing you know human suits or whatever. And uh, this music is playing, and it's just this ridiculously playful little goofy thing. Um, but eventually you wind up making, meeting this character, Specchio, and when you battle him, this music plays because there are no real consequences to the battle. You know, you lose, and, you know, you just get up, and you're fine because it was all a game, quote-unquote. So uh, I just I just love this freaking song, man. The, the, the little, you know, the whistle and uh, is, is just a wonderful choice. Um, a little, you know, conga tune going in the background, just the little nice hand percussion to pulls it all together again i don't have a ton to say about it other than just it it makes me so happy it's such a good tune i have a very obscure reference i'm about to make for some reason this track really uh brought to mind a tv show from the uh 90s by the name of northern exposure (laughs) the theme song yeah yeah i can kind of hear that this is a little bit more upbeat but yeah i I, I definitely hear where you're coming from there and uh it's very reminiscent of kind of the overall feel of that show. Yeah, you replace the flute with a harmonica and you've got it. Yeah, oh my, you're absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So, I'm, I'm. by the way, I'm just a psychotic fan of that show. So much so I'm actually on Amazon looking for a complete set of the DVDs. But And wondering why it's only, uh, it's Region 2 Blu-ray. Like, why is there no Region 1? But anyway, um, it's... It's a fantastic song. It's you're right. It's a lot of fun. It's very carefree, uh, considering uh, the game you're playing and and every all that you're doing and everything that you're encountering, everyone you're encountering. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say either. It, pretty much all the points you made, the little congas in the background, the f- the flute is very carefree, you know. And it just it bends in all the right ways, you know. Like it, yeah, it's it's being played. It, it it positively sings, you know. It's it was so well implemented. Um, it's just a it's just a ding dang delight. <laughs> that's a t shirt. There, that's a t shirt. <laughs> well, speaking Man. of delight, uh, and also speaking of uh, part of what's so great about delightful specchio is that, um, and what's so great about this game in general is that it knows exactly when to hit you with levity. You know, it never gets too yeah. heavy for too long. Because, uh, you know, it, much like uh, some of the, my other favorite pieces of fantasy, it knows exactly when it hits you with levity. Uh, and meeting Robo in the future, when you time travel to the future in this game, uh, is a very... It, 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 there's, there's lots of sadness around. Um, again, trying to avoid, you know, going into too much detail of you know, avoiding spoilers, but uh, fixing this robot and learning... Uh, the, 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 everything about this robot's personality yeah. uh, is full of hope, and uh, this is a very hopeful and happy and joyful song, uh, and and just a bit playful. So um, I love this tune. 
Uh, it's stuck with me uh, very much over the years. So let's go ahead and give a listen to Robo's theme from Chrono Trigger. Enjoy. theme and uh yeah <laughs> um i know a lot of people have have fond memories of the song and it really really my intention is not to ruin that but the first thing that came to mind was rick ashley's never going to give you up oh my god yeah have you have you seen like people have like put this together with that online like oh i didn't even know that Oh yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Like it's similar to that song. There's no no getting around it. Looks like I know what I'm doing later. It's yeah. Enjoy, enjoy that. <laughs> there are, there are plenty of mashups of this song and that song. Uh, this this song's probably one of the most overtly cheesy songs I think in this game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like almost too happy. Um sappy almost is the word. But I can totally being, see that. Being a sap myself, <laughs> I eat this thing up hook line and sinker, you know. I I god, this song was one of those things that I would listen to a lot. Uh you know, when I re- recorded it out of my Super Nintendo, this was one of those this used to be one of my absolute favorite songs in this game. And like, I wouldn't go back and listen to, you know, any of the really pretty stuff like wind scene or secret of the forest or anything. I would always go back to the stuff like this and delightful specchio because I am a spectacular dork now. (laughs) But if you knew me in high school, I was an unfathomable, like my dork levels were through the roof. Like, <laughs> the, the, you ha- this was this isn't even my final form kind of thing. <laughs> so so this this theme was like playing in my head for days of just like happy happy joy joy love robo's theme love robo this song's the best uh, and it's it's but it's it's wonderful it it hits that cheese factor but it's uh, this game plays it relatively straight and i think it's extraordinarily successful um and it's 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 just a very delightful piece of music. I love the the kind of clunky drums to simulate like the mechanical nature of Robo uh, that that play throughout the song, but also just the 
the, the ridiculous uh, hopeless optimism of the music because it is a very optimistic tune. And that's kind of a big part of Robo's character is he's very friendly and very optimistic, even though he comes from a time that is desolate to say the least. Um, it, it's, it fits, it works extremely well. Yeah. I, I don't have much to add to that because you're, you're absolutely right. The Robo character, uh, you'd said it before, they know when to add levity. Um, and yeah, there's a, a hopeless optimism to him. The music is uh, just an extension of the character. Um, I, yeah, the drum machine at the beginning, you know, as if, as if you didn't know it was a, a robot. So they give you this robotic, you know, very uh, non-rhythmic or like a, a, a non-human performance of a drum pattern, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I, I feel like if you look at the song as though you were looking at the character, you see this robot, so you get that intro. But then you get to know the character, as you said, you, uh, you discover the character throughout the course of the game. Um, and then, like an onion, you unravel them, you peel the layers back, and you get, uh, you get inside, you get the music, and it does the exact same thing. It, it becomes this um, audio representation of a, of a character, of this particular character, I should say. So. I, I also have to point out that um, this is one of the uh, few instances in this game where um, there are uh, musical cues that are directly related to a thing happening on screen. Right. Um, yeah, because a lot you know, there's there's text in this game and most of the time you have to press a button to advance the text. But this is one of those instances where the text will automatically scroll for you just so that it will line up with the music properly. So Luca is fixing uh, Robo, you know, fixing him up for the first time and uh as Robo's eyes turn on, that's when the uh, the main melody comes in. So it's all these clunky drums while he's like booting up or whatever. And then mm-hmm. as soon as he boots up, that's when the the music comes in, and it's it's extremely effective, um, and fills me with nostalgic joy. Great bit of storytelling through music. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, well, we've done it. We've uh, we're we're halfway there. Uh, but we are not living on a prayer. We no. are living on time travel. Uh, that 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 is the, that was the last track we've got for you tonight. Besides what we're going to leave you leave you off with, uh, because we are we are but men. <laughs> we we must sleep. Uh, yes. We must we must go home and and get into our beds. Correct. Uh, correct. No sharing tuxedos this week. No. <sighs> All right. Uh, that was a lot of fun. This was a this was a really really wonderful trip down memory lane, and I Absolutely. cannot wait to, to record part two. Uh, so that is our show. Join us next time as we conclude our two part Chrono Trigger travels, featuring more of the best video game music of all time and possibly the best end credits tune ever composed. Mm. As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we've discussed here today, and you can always do so on the Waveback Forum page on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, we're going to leave you tonight with something a little lighthearted. Uh, the song is called Underground Sewer. Uh, it's again by Nobuo Uematsu, and it is a very playful little tune. And honestly, uh, 
this is not the version I wanted to use. Uh, later in the game, you uh, go to a place called Ozzy's Lair, and this tune plays without the water sound effect in the background. But for the life of me, I could not find that specific version of this track anywhere. So you're you're stuck with this one, which is uh, the version of this. It's a very, very simple song. Um, it's only a couple of notes uh, until you get to this wonderful little refrain. But it's very mysterious, but very playful at the same time. Um, and, of course, this version has this kind of water sound effect playing all throughout underneath it, which doesn't really detract from the song too much, but I do find that it is a, it's a better song without it. But regardless, uh, that's what we're going to go out to uh, because we're, we're pretty much we're, we're at the halfway point, and there's so much good music to come. So mm-hmm. thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, here is Underground Sewer, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Good night.